Georgia Virtue presents the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. Thank you for downloading episode 297. This week, we have three notable deaths, don't try to blackmail Elon, new district maps, war paint, back to the slammer, big sky TikTok, the government stealing land, and congressional expulsion. I'm Dave Roberts. With me is my partner in this endeavor, Ken Pullen. Hey, Dave. Good afternoon. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Other than I have the flu. No, we talked about this earlier. It feels like everybody has some kind of either COVID, the flu, or head cold at the moment. The head cold has gone through our house over the last two or three weeks. Yeah, and, and your daughter was trying to take the SATs with, with, a, with a head cold. Yeah, she took the SAT this morning, had a head cold. She said she used all her tissues while she was taking it. So, yeah, we'll have to see what those... Just tell uh, her to use a jersey hanky and blow the snow <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> we'll have to see what those scores come back. Hopefully, good. This, that SAT test is so stressful on these kids. If they're wanting to go to, you know, an upper... Or, you know, go somewhere like Georgia Tech or Georgia, your SAT score is so important. I can't imagine taking it nowadays. Well, it should be competitive. Yeah, it should. It wasn't as competitive I mean, when I went to school, but it's very, very competitive now. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I mean, yeah. it, it used to be that, that a 4.0 and a decent SAT would get you into tech. I know. And that's that's not the case anymore. I know. Yeah, with with AP classes and, and writing essays and what extracurriculars do you do? How do you serve your community and all this stuff? Yeah, and you've got a lot more foreign influence coming into colleges like Georgia Tech now. And then you've got a lot more out-of-state people coming into schools like University of Georgia. So you're, I don't think you were competing as much with out-of-state kids 20, 25 years ago or even uh, as many foreign people to come in. from. You know, like Georgia Tech's full of people from Korea and China and Japan and kids that want to come over here and go to school that uh, and, you know, great engineering programs. I don't think you were competing as much. Or maybe I'm just making that up, but I don't think it was as bad 30 years ago. And I don't know if you remember, but Brandon Beach, Senator Beach, uh, tried to introduce legislation other, or a couple of years ago where Georgia Tech had to admit at least 80% of their students from in-state, which I think is a dumb idea at the end of the day because I think the best and brightest need to go to Georgia Tech. And you ought to not just limit that and set caps on it from, you know, for in-state kids. But uh, they were seeing it only about 15% or 20% of kids at Tech went or were from the state. So they were trying to get those numbers up. Well, yeah, we all want Georgia Tech to be full of kids who are, are from Georgia. Uh, you know, that's, that, that, that'd be great. But the fact is, it's a, it's a global university now. It is. Yep, it is. And, and that, and that, piece of paper that sheepskin means something all around the world yeah, especially in engineering circles yeah right <clears throat> so did you watch the DeSantis Newsom debate this week I did not you had some important stuff going on didn't you I did it was it was my wife's birthday we went down to Buckhead which is probably where we got the got the uh, uh flu well, happy birthday to Connie happy late birthday yeah 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 29 again I did not watch the debate but I did see some of the clips afterwards it sounded like DeSantis mopped the floor with uh, Newsom. The funniest moment or the best moment I thought was when DeSantis held up a picture of like the poop map of San Francisco 
Whereas, so they have an app in San Francisco now that if you're walking down the street, you encounter human feces, you actually go into your iPhone app and you mark the spot. And he held up a picture on TV of all the spots in San Francisco now and was just talking about how it's become up under Newsom's leadership, just a crap hole. Yeah. <clears throat> the, the COVID stuff. And look, DeSantis is very smart. He's an accomplished attorney. Yep. And he believes in what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, Newsom is a slime ball. Yeah, he's just a slickster. <laughs> he really yeah, he's, he's, yeah it's, this is all a grift. It is. It is. Uh, he wants to be the, you know, the next president. I think he sees his way in 2028 to the White House. And that's what he's trying to, yeah, that's what he's preparing for. Well, good on him for, for taking the debate. It was, you know, it was a Fox News debate and Hannity was moderating. I read a lot of the quotes on it. Yep. Uh, uh, you know, Newsom did have a good one. He said, you know, we're up here in this debate tonight and neither one of us will be the 2024 nominee for president. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said that said that in our group chat for the show. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah, but it's good. I like, I, I, you know, I like the, I, I wish we could get back to some of the long form debates where you asked a topic and somebody had five minutes to respond and then the next person could respond, you know, with a, with a rebuttal. You know, debates are not really debates now. It's just people screaming over each other. I wish we could get back to more substantial. And you cannot have a debate with eight people on stage. No, you can't. You can't. I'm I'm sorry. There's nothing substantive is going to come come from that. No, and they're not any good anymore. They're just, it's hard to watch the debates because you almost get embarrassed for your political party. When, you know, this time around, and seeing Vivek and everybody, Nikki Haley and everybody scream over each other. It's just, it's almost embarrassing to see the party, and it's the same way for the Democrats, and it'll be the same way in four more years with the Democrats when the office changes again. So, yeah, they're not debates. So, no, and you know that's one of the things that I did in high school. I, you know, I lettered in football, track, wrestling, and debate. Ooh, so that's how you got Connie <laughs> wrestling <laughs> debates. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I was a, I was a, an outstanding high school de, uh, uh, debater, and I haven't won an argument with my wife in 20 years. They think they have debates in high school much anymore. I saw where one high school stopped, or one college or high school stopped having them because they were trying to debate controversial topics. And That's the sh- idea. Yes, it is, 100%. But the, uh, the, the team that they were debating, for instance, trans ideology, and the team that had to debate that it was uh, – bad the other team just walked away they said they would not debate trans ideology and whether or not it's good or bad for the nation so they just shut the whole thing down because they didn't like what the topic was well at least when i was doing it you got a broad topic on what on on what's going to ours was something to do with the environment about mm-hmm. global warming and you had to be able to debate that was i think it was my senior year it was it was uh, on global warming essentially but the key to debate is I carry two catalog cases, one for each side. Yeah, it's a it's a it's an exercise in building arguments. Yes, hundred percent. And you should be able to debate either side of it if you're if you're good. Uh, so yeah, I agree. You yeah, just it's, don't it's, have it's em, emotion removed. Yes, it is, is. You know, there's a, something called Baylor's briefs. It comes from Baylor out in Texas, and <clears throat> they would put out 
a study, essentially a workbook every year, and and we'd all buy it, and it would come up with case ideas that then we'd have to go and do research. But but all that prepares you for your next step in college. Be able to open a book and do research, or you know nowadays open open a computer and do research. I think I think it's if if we're losing that in our school, we're really losing a chance to enrich these kids. I know, I agree. They're very very important. But the football coach makes one hundred fifty thousand a year. Hey, <laughs> they bring in more money than the debate team. Hell yeah, they do. <laughs> so we have we have three political icons passed away last week. Uh, first one we talk about is Sandra Day O'Connor. Yeah, she was uh, she was retired Supreme Court justice. She was actually the first woman to serve on the nation's highest court too. Uh, she was ninety three years old. If you remember, she was President Ronald Reagan's first nominee to Supreme Court. Uh, yeah, so she died this week, uh, which was uh, I didn't hear much about this on the news, uh, but she was a I mean she was a political icon on the Supreme Court. She really was. Oh yeah, she was, and you think. Reagan took office in eighty one, mm-hmm. right? And it, and the the, the uh, government was changing hands. So you yeah. go from Carter to to Reagan. So I'm not sure when. I guess I could have done that research. Speaking of to be able to do research, but I, I don't know when exactly the previous uh, uh, her chair had been vacated, <clears throat> whether by death or by, by retirement. I, I just don't recall. Yeah, that could have been something where. That person held on until Reagan was in office, and then said, "Okay, I'm stepping down." That 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 happens all the time. Yeah, yeah, and she. I say it happens all the time, but it, it's 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 not uncommon. And what's uh, what was unusual about Sandra Day O'Connor? She served 25 years and retired in 2006. She died when she was 93, so she retired when she was about 76 years old. Uh, she didn't. She announced 12 years after that, back in 2018, that she had been diagnosed with dementia. But she, you know, we have Supreme Court justice nowadays dying on the bench. She went out when she was, you know, in her mid seventies, and I don't know why she retired, but uh, it's, you know, kind of unusual nowadays uh, to retire like that. Yeah, uh, Ginsburg started looking like a muppet with the hand removed. <laughs> yeah, no, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not banging on her for, for her stature or anything, but she'd gotten so old that she was slumped in her chair. Right. She was still sharp. Yep. Uh, wrote very nice things about about. Her coworkers, because remember, at the end of the day, outside of politics and and, and everything else, there aren't that many of them. You're right. No, I if think most have, of them are friends on the bench because I think they have to work together. And they may disagree, but it's like we just talked about with debating. I think they still get along with each other, even though they're both, even though there's some differences in ideology. Oh, the Ginsburgs were, were known for being sweet and welcoming and all that. So I'm not banging on her personally yep. or even professionally. You know, her ideology was well known before she got there. It's just you and I both agree that there's a, there's a certain point where you need to call it. Yep. Like, let me go spend spend what time I have left with, with, with my family. Uh-huh. You know, I <clears throat> obviously we said the same thing about Biden, although well, Ginsburg was, was, was always sharp. Yep. But yeah, some years ago, Sandra Day O'Connor stepped back from public office or public uh, uh, service. She, she's not going to do any interviews. Not gonna, you know, and and honestly, that's that's her her friends and family protecting her. Yeah, it was right. It's protect is protect her dignity. So we have Henry Kissinger. Yes, and I told you earlier, I you know I've always heard of Henry Kissinger, but. I didn't know a ton about Henry Kissinger's life until I started looking into it this week. 
I mean, look, he has a very interesting story. I mean, he he was an escapee. Uh, mm-hmm. He was from from Nazi Germany in, in 1938. Wow! And then he served in the army, attended Harvard. Uh, yes, yeah, a very yeah, very good story of how he came up to the point where he got into diplomacy for the United States. Yeah, you know, it was always, it was always uh, thrown around that he could have been deep throat. Oh, really? Just because of his voice. Yep. <laughs> okay. He always had that, that, that very dark, gravelly voice. Yes, right. So with, with Woodward and Bernstein, it, it is there are theories out there, and other people say that it had nothing to do with it. It, it. it had nothing to do with the guy's actual voice, uh, <clears throat> and that and Kissinger didn't didn't have access to the president like that. He he was you know he was Secretary of State. Mm-hmm. He wasn't he wasn't in on 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 domestic issues. Right. But HuffPo was wasn't very glowing on him. No, I saw a lot of, you know, I saw a lot of different articles this week. Some people calling him a war criminal. Some people praising his, uh, you know, what he did throughout the years. So I think there's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of different views on Henry Kissinger and, and what all he was responsible for while he was serving. He got us the hell out of Vietnam. And not that mess that they, they keep showing showing on the news uh, around the anniversary of, of pushing UH1s off off of the back of a carrier to make room for more refugees. Mm-hmm. No, nah, that's not that's not that wasn't Kissinger. Kissinger came uh, uh, came down came back to Washington with a signed agreement called the Paris Peace Accords. Yep. And the the agreement was they're gonna, it's a two it's just like Israel it's a two state solution. You know, northern Vietnam is is northern Vietnam, southern Vietnam, is southern Vietnam, and we're not going to attack each other. And, and if you do, the B-52s are coming. Mm-hmm. And Cong- Congress nixed that. Congress can't tell the sink what to do with the troops, but they can take the funding away. Yeah, right. And you have to think about, you know, when I mentioned Deep Throat, is when this was all happening, that strife was already ha- was what was already going on. Nixon won re-election in 1972. By a huge margin, he was humongously popular. I think he won forty-eight states, just wow. off the top of my head. Gotcha. You know, we, when we look back through history through our modern lens, it was like, well, what a slimy guy Nixon was, and you know, keeping tapes, and it, you know, what what kind of the, what kind of person he was, and like in the moment, he was beloved, mm-hmm. especially by by the younger folks that wa- wanted out. Yeah. They wanted out of Vietnam. They wanted to get rid of the draft, and that 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 kind of stuff started really started with Nixon because Johnson was not was not going to get rid of the war in Vietnam. Right, right. I'll tell you that much. He and McNamara would handpick targets to bomb, and they micromanaged. And Rosalind Carter, uh, I'm not politically aligned with the Carter family, obviously, but she was the, one of the sweetest people. Former first lady, yes, Jimmy's right. Jimmy's wife. But she was one of the first on the national stage, not just not just in Hollywood, but to talk about mental health. Right, she was. Yep. And, and, and stand up and say, mental health is health. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and the, some of the shows in the fifties and sixties talked about it. Mash obviously talked about it a, a, a good bit, but so in popular culture. But she she had she had the stay. I mean, when when you, if every first lady picks picks her thing. Michelle Obama decided that she wanted to destroy school lunch. <laughs> I was wondering what you were going to say there. That was, that was, I got you. She did. Well, yes. Nancy Reagan uh, was 
spearhead him to just say no. We could see how well that's going. But yep. uh, that's going by walking down the streets of San Francisco, right? Or Atlanta, or Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. So I saw a dude looked like he was stone. I was driving East Atlanta because I was going to to a uh, commercial place that I, that I take care of, and dude just standing there with a Coke bottle, just takes it, and flings it across the street. I mean, this is a this four lane road. It just flings it across the street. Like, what the hell, man? Yeah. No, anyway. I, but, but you know, former first lady Rosalind Carter, I saw nothing but uh, praise uh, for the former first lady. She passed away last Sunday, November 19th. Her husband, you know, President Carter's been in hospice now since almost March. I didn't think, I didn't think President Carter would be alone uh, or would still be here with us. He, he attended a funeral up in Atlanta or down in Plains. I saw photos of it. Uh you know, President Carter, how much longer he'll live now that his wife passes away? I, I would be surprised if it was much longer. I mean, they were they were joined at the hip. They were one of those couples that everybody knew. And uh, yeah, so it's uh, yeah. She's, well, she we also the same thing about about uh, June Carter Cash and Johnny Cash. Right, right. That's once June died, we're like, <clears throat> yeah, he's this is. This is this is not good. I mean, that was Johnny's constant companion for a lot of years. They were married for what seventy seven years. Yep. Yeah, President Carter. What is he ninety nine or is he turned a hundred now? He's ninety nine years old. Uh, he turned ninety nine on October first. So, and she passed away at ninety six. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> good long life. Yeah, they have lived a good long life, and I think. I think uh, history has been very kind on President Carter since he left office. Uh, I think you'll see that when he passes away at a certain point. I think there'll be tons and tons of praise on President Carter. Not rushing him. But no, not rushing him at all. Just making a, a, a general assumption. And, and look, at this at this stage in life, it's talking about the, uh, the Iranians and the oil crisis and all that stuff. He's just he's just an old man who lost his wife. Yep, I know. And you know, people who can't see the human side of that, like, you know, I, I just don't understand. No, I, I, I yeah, I totally agree. So go from something something sweet and sad to something funny as hell. Oh, did you Elon see the interview this week? <laughs> yes, Elon Musk has said, "Go f yourself" to advertisers. Yeah, he's been interviewed this week in front of a big crowd by Andrew Ross Sorkin from CNBC, and. Andrew was just asking Elon Musk what he thinks about companies pulling their advertisements from Twitter, which is now X. And it was it was the most unusual moment. He literally just turned around and looked at the audience and he said, go F yourself. And he said the word. And then he kind of sits back for a second, you know, probably 10, 15 seconds uh, is in the middle here. And there's no like, this is live TV. They're not they, you know, it's not being monitored for obscenities and stuff. They didn't cut it out. And then he said, yeah, go F yourself. And he said it again. And, uh, you know, he, and then he said, how about that, Bob? Hey, Bob. You know, and, and Bob Iger from Disney was in the audience. And he said, hey, you know, go F yourself. Is that clear? Hey, Bob, if you're in the audience, that's how I feel. Don't advertise. It was just one of those absolutely great moments in live TV. He has the strangest cadence when he talks. He too. does. Yeah, he's different. Um but, you know, what, what these companies are doing is they're trying to blackmail platforms like X. They're blackmailing platforms like Facebook and Instagram and these others by saying, we're not advertising on your platform if you let certain speech 
uh, and, you know, if you don't censor certain speech. So it's not the, I mean, the government was clearly doing it back, you know, three or four years ago, but now it's really the companies are doing it. And the companies are saying, we're not going to advertise on your platform unless you censor this speech that we don't like. And that's what he was pushing back against is companies trying to censor Twitter. Well, <clears throat> these companies are kowtowing to such a small and loud minority. They are. They are. And they showed the stats on Disney where they do advertise. So they've spent like six times as much money on TikTok advertising and then like half or like three times as much on Instagram as they do on Twitter. Twitter's like a free speech environment now. TikTok is not. TikTok, I don't know if you remember a couple of years, a couple of weeks ago, they were pushing Palestinian stuff. They were pushing neo-Nazi uh, videos that were out there being created. So Disney would rather push their content on on Chinese-owned platforms that are spying on Americans than on a truly free speech platform like Twitter. Well, if they're targeting kids, kids use TikTok. I do not. I don't have it on my phone. <clears throat> if someone sends me a video and says, do you want to download the app? I said, no. No, you just watch the video. Yeah. Yeah, it um, just shows where, it just shows that they're, t- and it just shows that Disney doesn't care about free speech. They care about speech that their left-wing ideology wants to push. And they don't care about slavery. No, they, they don't. They, yeah, they, they take all. down Song of the South, which whatever, it was, it was a different era. But they still do tons of business in China who yep. have slaves. Yep. Yeah, pay people virtually nothing to work, have child the labor Uyghurs. going on. Yeah, it's yeah, it's uh, they don't care, but the, you know they're focused on Twitter because they can't control Twitter, and that's the that's the challenge here. Is these companies are going, we're going to pull your, we're going to pull advertising because we can't control what you're what you're putting out anymore. I think X will get by. And I think Elon will get by this. But it just shows how how bad these corporations are. Yeah, I mean, the man shoots rockets into space. No, and he just, I don't know if you saw, but he, they launched a new Cybertruck this week. They had I, a, I, I, I you, love that video, the did launch. Did you see yes. a video of where they're shooting the Tommy gun into the side of the Cybertruck and like the bullets are not going in the truck? I mean, it was just, it was an amazing. If you haven't watched that yet, watch the video of somebody shooting a Tommy gun into the side of this Tesla Cybertruck last week. It wasn't just that. <clears throat> they did a, a drag race against a uh, Porsche 911, I think. And it, it, it beats the Porsche handily. And then and then everybody's clapping because, no, there's more. Watch this. And then the camera pans, and the truck was pulling a trailer with another identical car in the back of it. I think that, I think it's ugly as homemade sin. Uh, I, I, there's, yeah, uh, there's no way I would get one. They did say this thing has eleven thousand pounds of towing power. I couldn't believe that. I mean, that's that's a lot of towing power for a electric powered, you know, b- battery powered truck. But for for how long? Yeah, probably about a- five miles. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it says all the stuff about having. Uh, 120 and, and 220 outlets in the in the bed of the truck to hook something up if you need work tools like yeah until you drain the battery you have to drive home yeah but I, yeah I agree there's still challenges with the batteries it's just amazing innovation that Tesla and and really Elon Musk right with launching I mean this guy is going to put Americans on Mars at some point he's 
you know, continues to to push ahead with the electric cars. He bought X, and really he bought X and Twitter just because he didn't like how, uh, you know, voices were being censored. I mean, I don't know how, and, and it's just driving the left crazy because they can't control this guy. Yeah, I, I love. Yeah, I, mean, I really like Elon he's, a lot. He's not a right winger, but they're they're pushing him to be. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, Rogan went out. He's and not shot a right winger either. I mean, no, he's not. No. Uh, so Rogan shot it with with a compound bow with with a broad steel broadhead on it. Watch that. And the the arrow broke, barely a scratch on the truck. Wow. It just doesn't look. It just doesn't. F- would not fit any of my needs. No, I agree. You know, you get this many miles. You if you get this battery pack, but if you get the upgraded battery pack, you get an extra two hundred miles per charge. I'm like, I know that's the problem with it too. Is you're always having to upgrade and pay more money for more, basically battery power or features and functionality on the truck. Yeah, wait till Apple gets into the game. <laughs> You know, you get get yourself a uh, uh, iCar one. Oh, six months later, they come yes. out with iCar two. Yes, have this big console up there. Yeah, it would be amazing. Well, that that end, at some point, your car that you spent a bunch of money on would no longer support the software. Oh, no, it's obsolete. Yeah. <laughs> so, they're trying to redraw the maps. Yes, yeah, so we've talked about this a good bit. That the the. Georgia House and Georgia Senate had to go into a special session last week because a federal judge said they had to redraw the House maps, the state Senate maps, and the congressional maps. So not all of them, but he said he put certain conditions into his order that uh, that the legislators had to redraw. What's come out of this, just a quick little update on it, is in the Georgia House, eight lawmakers now were drawn into the same districts with colleagues from their own party under these new maps. So six Democrats and two Republicans were drawn into the same district. So it means at least four incumbents are going to go home because they've got to run against each other. And then they also created two new majority black districts in South Metro Atlanta. They created another one in Douglas County, another one in Macon. Uh, Out of that, uh, it looks like Republican Ken Vance in Milledgeville, he's gotten drawn into a a black majority district, so it's going to be really tough for him to win. And then Lauren Daniel, who represents the McDonough area, she's a freshman lawmaker. She Her district's become more Democrat also, so she's probably going to go home. So it looks like out of this, they're going to lose, Republicans will lose four to six seats in the, in the House after next year's election. Uh, some of this was political too, because some of the more rising Democrat lawmakers like Representative Sam Park. Uh, he's a party leader. Uh, he was paired with Representative Greg Kennard, who's been there for you know four to six years. Uh, Sarah Draper, who's a voting rights expert, she got lumped in with another representative. And then one that I thought I got kind of tickled about is Terry uh, Inuits. I always say her name wrong. Out of Smarta, is going to have to face Duck Stoner. And Duck Stoner's a Democrat. He's kind of a political. Uh, yeah, he's been in politics forever, so I think she's going to have a tough time winning her race. Uh, and then things that affect Republicans is my state representative, Beth Camp out of Concord, got paired with David Knight and Griffin. So they took Upson County out of the district I live in, and now they've got Pike County and Spalding County together with a little bit of Lamar. 
And those two Republicans are going to have to run against each other. So we're going to have to see if one of those retires or they actually have two incumbent Republicans in the Griffin area running against each other. So that's kind of the House that's, update on what happened in the House. We haven't talked about the Senate and co- congressional maps yet. I, I would guess that if you're if you're in leadership or you're you're you've been around long enough to be involved in the map drawing process, you already have an idea that I'm going to step down. So go ahead, put double them up with me. I'm going to step. I'm going to retire anyway. Yeah, that's the rumor in Griffin that you know one one of the representatives will retire. So we'll have to see. Um, you know, in the state Senate, there really wasn't many changes in the state Senate. So no incumbents were paired against each other. Some of the districts changed slightly, but uh, no incumbents got paired together. And then the congressional maps are people are pitching a fit about that, mainly Democrats. They're about to lose their stuff. Lucy McBath, who is kind of the Democrat darling in Georgia right now, uh, people say she may run for governor. Next time that, you know, we have a gubernatorial election in Georgia, she's in a seventh district and her district was heavily, heavily Democrat. Uh, her district now has become very overwhelmingly white with only 9% black voters now. And then if you move to the West, Rich McCormick's district, which is a sixth district, which we've talked about a lot in the past, his district went from 9.9% black to 52% black. So the rumor is they're just going to flip flop. So next election come around, Rich McCormick in the sixth will run for the seventh, and Lucy McBath in the seventh will run in the sixth district, um, which is crazy to even think about. And then one other change, Marjorie Taylor Greene, she lost Southwest Cobb County, uh, which included mostly black cities of Austell and Powder Springs. So she no longer has that Southwest Cobb County in her district. So her district became even more red. So, yeah. <clears throat> so they protected her. Yeah, they did protect her. And I think they look what, what Democrats are saying is Georgia right now is nine five from Republican versus Democrat. These maps are not going to change that. And the judge sort of said you need a new black congressional district. And by saying that, he's really implying that nine five is not any good for Georgia anymore. Georgia needs to become more like eight, six from a congressional representation, but these maps are not changing. They leave it nine, five. Uh, so the legislators kept it nine, five, and they were really going to say at this point, if the maps change, is a judge going to say, was that enough? Or is it going to go back to the drawing board again? And, and actually the judge draw the districts for them, which is nobody wants that to have happen. Especially when you have an activist judge. Oh, I know, right? Judges shouldn't be drawing districts. That's a that's a legislative item. Legislators draw districts, uh, so we definitely don't want a judge or some special judge uh, or special entity, I guess, government entity drawing the lines. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, look, separate, equal branches of government. Yep. And I think these I think these maps will pass in the next day or two. So I think the special session. We'll wrap up uh, in a couple of days. I don't think they did much else than the maps. I know there was a resolution supporting Israel that came out of the Senate. I think Senator Anna Vitarte introduced that or uh, no, I'm actually wrong on that. I'll have to figure out the name, but I know that passed in the Senate. Uh, so it's been a very quiet special session, nothing really uh, out of the ordinary. 
Well, there, there really shouldn't be. No, there shouldn't. So Deadspin tries to cancel a nine-year-old football fan. I love the story. Oh, my goodness. This nine-year-old football fan was at a Kansas City Chiefs game, and he had his uh, Indian headdress on, and the right side of his face was painted black, and the left side of his face was painted red. And this Deadspin reporter took a picture of the right side of his face and put it on Deadspin and said, basically, uh, you know, why is this little boy wearing blackface at a football game? Yeah, first of all, Deadspin, he's trash. He worked, yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. But he works for a sports, he writes about sports. All right. How is it uh, shocking to him that football fans paint themselves up? I know. I, I, was, talking to, I was talking to Connie about that <clears throat> not long ago. I said, you, you don't see that in baseball. You don't see people taking their shirts off and, and painting their chests and stuff like that in baseball, but you do in football. Yep. I mean, the story keeps getting worse for Deadspin. And it does. This guy, this guy Karen, it's not spelled the same, but but his, his, Christ, his, first, his first name is Karen uh, Phillips. Yeah, the, so, little boy was, the little boy went on Fox, too, to tell his side of the story. I mean, he was really all shook up, him and his dad, after this story aired. I don't know if they have any, any legal... Uh, I don't know what they'll end up doing with this. I assume there's going to be a lawsuit that comes out of this against Deadspin. But this little boy, I mean, he he did well when he presented himself on Fox. He was not doing anything wrong. I mean, nothing. Uh, and it's amazing a Deadspin reporter can just completely blow something. The up the like kid's this. grandfather is a tribal elder. Yes, right. Yep. His father is is a card carrying member of the tribe. Yep. He, by by all rights, will be when he will be a member of the tribe. Yes, right. Uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, so this this guy really, really, really stepped on his pecker here. Yeah, he could have been the mule of the week. We got another one, but this could this Deadspin reporter could have been the mule very easily. But it's the reason that I think there could be a lawsuit is besides being defamatory. Right, right. Is it was inaccurate. He he took the picture from a certain angle mm-hmm. <clears throat> to 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 represent what what it was, and he wrote a nonsensical article about race in this country, and this is why we need a critical race theory and, and no. all this. I mean, the 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 article's trash. Over Dead a kid at trash. A, over a kid at a football game, just trying to watch a football game with his dad. But you know what a scumbag you have to be to oh, take a picture huge. of a nine-year-old kid? Yes, it's legal to take a picture of anybody in public. If you're in public, you're on video cameras. People have got their 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 iPhones. No, uh, total scumbag. <clears throat> but yeah, to 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 get the angle that you wanted with just the black side of his face done. And I don't know. If, did we cover the story about the kid, kid at the base at the football game that kicked out for wearing eye black? I don't think we so, have no. So there's there's a kid, and I, and I can't remember where the school is, uh, maybe in California. But <clears throat> he wasn't he didn't even go to the high school. He was a, he's a middle schooler, but you know middle schoolers go to the to the big big kids games, and to to show his spirit, he wore some eye black, like a lot of eye black, not all over his face, just eye black, <clears throat> and they banned him from all sporting events at uh, in the county. Wow, or in the district, whatever the district is. 
but this uh, this stuff's getting out of hand. Yeah, he was he wasn't he wasn't. First of all, he wasn't imitating a Native American. He happens to be. Yep. <clears throat> but even if he wasn't, I don't I don't care if he's you know from Sweden, blonde hair, blue eyes. If if you're that big of a fan, yeah, yeah go ahead and put a headdress on. Yep. <clears throat> Whoop it up. Have have a have a great time. Yeah, I totally agree. This kid did nothing wrong. That's probably experience of going to a football game, especially when when your team is you know on the on the winning side more than not. I know. Which the Falcons are traditionally not. <laughs> but you know, you see you see the guys at the Raider games with with face paint on. At least those are full grown adults. Yeah, I think some of the guys that wear the the spiked pads and all that stuff. I think I think they they. Uh, the team gives them tickets because that's <laughs> every every time you see a greater gain, those are the guys they focus on. Right, right. So is uh, Jesse Smollett going to jail? Yes, he is. He's headed back to jail. If everybody remembers, this is guy back in 2019 that said he was walking down the street after midnight in Chicago during the middle of winter. And what was it? Three guys wearing two. Trump hats or two guys you know, wearing Trump hats uh made a racist and homophobic attack on him. Uh, so this was, as you can imagine, this was all over the news for about a week until the authorities looked into this and figured out he'd staged the entire event. So, yeah. Uh, I, yeah this is Macca country? Yeah. Like you're in the, you're yeah, downtown, downtown Chicago, Chicago. After midnight when it's about five degrees. So luckily this week in appeals court, uh, last Friday upheld the uh, disorderly conduct convictions and uh, Smollett not spend much time on the story, but he is going back to jail where he should be for this. This was uh, all over the news for a while. He only got like a hundred, I say only, but he got 120 days. Yeah. Let him serve every day. In jail. Yeah. This was. And, and I think he's, he's, he's in jail, right? Not prison. It's a, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, sure I assume like Illinois jail. works the yeah. same way. I'm, yeah. I'm sure it's jail. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not he's saying not, that he's that, not that, a Smith state. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying I don't want to go to either. No, I don't either. But the first thing that that everybody pointed out was he's he was getting his ass handed to him, but never dropped his subway sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Like I I saw the dudes <clears throat> that uh, that that he <clears throat> recruited for doing it. Right. These they're brothers. Yeah. And they worked, with, uh, you know, they worked on it with that show Empire. <laughs> yeah, they they are big, and they are cut. Yeah, and they're not MAGA. Uh, they're not MAGA people. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. You get, but you, right on the heels of this, you get the Bubba Wallace thing. It's Bubba mm-hmm. Wallace, right? Yeah, you did. The, that was the right driver. After. Yep. And saying we have a noose. So there was a noose in his, uh, yeah, his pit. garage on his garage door. Yep. <clears throat> And Which it turned like, out that's not a, to be a noose. Right, that's a pole handle. Yep. Uh, we we had a thing years ago where a, a girl said that she was uh, uh, she was beaten up and had a uh, whore written across her forehead and, and magic marker. <clears throat> what she didn't realize is mirror images are reversed, so it wasn't somebody standing over her writing the word. <clears throat> that was a pretty easy one to figure out. This then this is. Probably a decade or two ago, if not if not a little more. <laughs> so TikTok is safe in Montana. Yeah, so there's been we talked about this in Georgia last year because uh, I will say Senator Avatarte now up in your area introduced 
a bill, and I think Governor Kent signed it, or is either an executive order to ban TikTok on all state employees' phones, which I think we all agree state employees should not be watching TikTok on their state devices. I think we can all agree on that, or probably any social media, for that example. They shouldn't be looking at Facebook Outside of public affairs. Yes, outside of public affairs. So we're all for that. About 30 states have actually limited our past bills so far that prohibit the app from being used on government-owned devices and networks, which is good. Montana went the extra step, went the extra step and blocked uh, TikTok on everybody in Montana. This week, a, a U.S. District Judge, Donald Malloy, said the ban, which was scheduled to take first January 1st, overstepped states' power and was clearly an attempt to target China's ostensible role in TikTok more than an effort than to protect Montana consumers. So... While it's still okay from a state to ban, you know, on state-owned government-owned devices, he said it's not okay to ban it just for normal consumers in the state of Montana. Right, and they can actually ban it for any device you use for working for the state. Yep, and I've heard a lot more. I mean, this is becoming a bigger thing about TikTok. Uh, we've had presidential candidates talk about TikTok. I think Nikki Haley said TikTok should be banned in the United States. Uh, I think it's the Chinese influence that they're worried about and all this data going back to China. Uh, so, yeah, this is going to become, this is going to continue to become an issue, I think, on whether or not TikToks can be allowed to be used in the in the U.S. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I heard it suggested from one of the talking heads that, that someone needs to buy TikTok, move it to the United States, clean right. it up, and house it, house it here. Yep. And then someone else piped up and said, well, talk to Elon. <laughs> yeah but if it was, if it was elon <clears throat> first thing first first thing you would hear is he's in bed with the chinese yes yeah that is the first thing that you would hear he's something he's such a disruptive force and i love it yep let's let's see where this goes i think there's gonna be more efforts to ban tiktok across the nation uh, i don't think this is stopping uh, all for banning all social media on government on devices and networks not sure we should not sure that government should ban stuff on consumers. Uh, I still think that's a consumer uh, understanding. Like, if I think it's very clear now that China is fine on your device if you have TikTok on your phone. So at that point, is you as a consumer is your choice to either use it or not use it. Right. I think it's clearly out there. I think people know what's going on. And social media, when it gets shut down by by foreign regimes, that's. That, that's a big deal because yep. you're shutting down speech. Yeah, right, right. This is a good time to remind you these are our opinions, not those of anyone, not on the show, or any respective company for which we may work, own, or otherwise associate ourselves with on a regular or irregular basis. Also, you can find other episodes and relevant stories over at thegeorgiavirtue.com. All right, Ken, you got the, you got the mule. This is, this, is, this is interesting. Yeah, I'm not... Yeah, so uh, last Friday around lunchtime in downtown Atlanta, a person protesting with a Palestinian flag set themselves on fire outside of a building in Atlanta. Uh, a security guard tried to intervene. The guard was badly burned and transported to Grayley Memorial Hospital. He's in critical condition. Uh, no, actually, the protesters were in a critical condition. The guard was burned on a leg and wrist, and his exact condition is unknown. What an idiot. I mean, 
I'm not sure if I was to guard, if I would even try to help this guy. I mean, if you're dumb enough to set yourself on fire protesting and taking the Palestinian side, I, I think I'd have let him burn. I really would. <clears throat> well, I mean, that's what the monks did in, in Vietnam. <laughs> really? Show, show the conviction, sit down, cover, cover himself with gasoline, light a match. Jeez. But I mean, yeah, the, 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 bad, the sad thing about this is we've got all these people in the United States right now protesting. We talked about last week where they glued themselves to in front of the Macy's Day Parade. They're protesting things that they have no clue what it even means. Yeah. And these Palestinian protesters are just, they're the worst of the worst at the moment because they, they just don't understand what's going on and they're just protesting to be protesting. And most of us young kids that have no idea what Israel stands for or that, what the Israeli people have gone through, I, I just, I don't, I don't get and it. This, I don't get it. And this is the power of, of social media and TikTok. It is. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> it gives idiots a voice. And when these videos come out, and <clears throat> you and I can easily recognize that as propaganda. Right. But these kids are like, did you see the video by so-and-so? Yeah, I watched it last night. Yep. Can you believe how evil those Israelis are? <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a concerted effort from the folks at TikTok yep. to, to, create, to create a divide in the United States. Do they have a master plan? Probably. Do they, do they think it's funny? Absolutely. Yep. So that's aside from data collection, it's it's being it's being used by bad actors to to put stuff out between deep fakes and and uh, just fools leading fools because they have no they have no idea of the the historical uh, uh, significance no, of the no, area. Not at all. Not at all. They think the Israelis just moved in and, and started and said and it was stuck their flag and Palestine said nope, you guys over there on the strip. Yep. No, they don't understand any of it. And they, I mean, it's at this point, they they have failed to realize that Hamas started this war. I mean, they're the ones that sent the hang gliders in. They're the ones that killed all the innocent people, burned, you know, burned the families. And they're the ones that started. And for this war to end, Hamas could lay down their weapons at any point and surrender to Israel. And uh, fighting is done at that point, and they won't do it. So... Like I don't, I don't blame Israel at all for continuing to to try to wipe out Hamas. That's the only way this ends is Hamas is done, dead or surrendered. Yep, exactly. So eminent domain. <clears throat> of course, we could do an hour on eminent domain in general. <laughs> we won't do that long. Yes, yeah, so, look, everybody knows eminent domain is supposed to be used for public use, so it's never supposed to be used for private use, and. And what we mean by that is if a county government uh, wants to use eminent domain to take land, it has to be used for a public function. So, uh, and, and look, I don't support eminent domain anyway, but if it's ever used, it's supposed to be for public use and not private use. But there's a case down in Sparta. It's a very rural county down, I think Sparta's more of kind of Southeast Georgia. And the Sandersonville Railroad Company, and they're owned by a very fluent, very influential political family in Georgia. They're trying to build a four and a half mile line near the town of Sparta. And this line would cut right through a family's property. That's, uh, and they've had this property dating back to actually before the Civil War. 
So what the the railroad now is doing is they're trying to take they're trying to take over by using eminent domain part of this guy's property and use it for private use. And so that's the problem we've got here. And the case is being argued at the moment in front of the Georgia Public Service Commission. Look, I got very little respect for the PSC. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see what happens on this case. But this is clearly a use of eminent domain for private use, which shouldn't occur. Well, this spur is only going to go to one place. It's going to the yeah, quarry. it's four and a half miles. Yep, it just goes. Uh, it connects a nearby rock quarry to an existing CS, uh, CSX transportation line. That's all it's doing. Like, I hate and, that they don't have it connected, right? I mean, I, hey, I'm sorry that you don't have this, but you can't just take a family's land because you want to connect your rock quarry to an existing transportation line. It's not how it works. Well, in fa- with farmland or ranch land, putting tra- rail tracks down the middle of it, I mean, how, how, do you man- how do you manage your herd? Yep. And look, there's a price for everything. I mean, CSX doesn't want to pay a price to buy this land. <clears throat> or maybe the you know people on the land just don't want to sell it and they want to keep it, you know, with their family, you know, for the next hundred years. Who knows what their reason is for not selling the land? But it doesn't give the private company the right to just come in and take it by using eminent domain. Right. So we'll have to see where this goes. I, I don't have a lot of confidence in the PSC. I even thought about this would have been a good uh, this would have been a good hearing to attend and speak out for this family. Hopefully they had enough people there that could speak on their behalf. Uh, and hopefully the PSC doesn't get it, doesn't grant this. And even if they do, I think there'll have to be some type of appeal process. Oh, the PSC is the first step. Yep. It could go, go all the way to, to the Supreme Court. But the PSC should shut this down, hopefully, but we'll see. Yeah, it, CSX's argument is other other companies will build if, if the spur's there. Right. Like I said, it's four and a half miles. I understand it makes it a lot easier to get, to get the material onto the train cars. But look, they, when they put the quarry there knowing they were surrounded by private land. Yep. You know, and I don't, I don't know the topography exactly, but you would think you could move it to the, to the, to the, the, the borders of, of the property. Yeah. And I was just reading an article about this. So Sanderson Railroad, I've mentioned they were very politically connected. Since 2018, executives of the company have donated nearly $12,000 to three of the five current board members of the PSC. And they gave an additional $6,000 to Chuck Eaton, who has since left the board. And so these people know what they're doing, right? I mean, they're donating political, they're donating their own dollars to people that sit on the PSC, and now they're arguing a case in front of them. Yep. Yeah, that's not good. It doesn't look good. No, it's 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 corruption. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, and hang my voice. Just, just, just hang on, voice. Hang no, on. I was going to say, I mean, and look, we're, I know we're just talking about this one case, but this sets a big time precedence in the state of Georgia if the PSC uh, favors Sandersonville Railroad. Because what happens if if this is favorable for the railroad and they get to take the land? With, I mean, I know this will, I don't think they'll be able to end up taking it after appeals have been set. But think if they do, I mean, what are other private companies then going to do when they want? 
uh, the same type situation or they need the house next door because they want to expand their business. I mean, it could really shake up how we look at eminent domain today. <clears throat> well, you know, the, the, the cartoon movie Up, as I understand, loosely, loosely, loosely based on an eminent domain case. Yep. Where everything was built around this house. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, I'm not sure if that was Trump Tower or not. I know Trump was take was was to build a parking garage for his casino in Atlantic City was was uh, using eminent domain. Yes, yeah. not while in office. Yep. So George Santos, New York Congressman, is out. Yeah, he's out of there. So the House <coughs> voted uh, last Friday to expel uh, George Santos. He's a New York representative. He was a fresh member of Congress over ethics violation. He, this is only the sixth lawmaker ever to be ousted from the chamber. Resolution passed 311 to 114 with 105 Republicans voting in favor of the expulsion. Uh, I put a little side note that I would have voted no to expel this guy. I don't think it's Congress's job to kick people out of Congress over uh, just because they're indicted. I think it sets a very, very bad precedence. Uh, and if you look at Georgia and how our own congressman voted, we actually had quite a few no votes from Republicans in Georgia. So Andrew Clyde voted no. Mike Collins out of Jackson voted no. Marjorie Taylor voted no. Even though she voted no for a, a wacky reason that she put on her Twitter account. Barry Loudermap, Rich McCormick, and then Democrat Nakima Williams voted no. So we had quite a few representatives vote no. I just don't think it's I don't think it's Congress's job to keep people out of office. I think the voters, they can kick them out of office. And I think they were next year. I don't think he would have I don't even think he was running against. I think he'd already announced that he wasn't gonna um, you know run again for a seat. I don't know. I think this sets a bad precedence that that Congress is just expelling people that have been indicted on on charges or you know ethical issues. I don't disagree necessarily. <clears throat> there is an impeachment process. You know, I think every elected official can be impeached. The people of his district can recall him. Yeah, I, I like that. I mean, let the people in his district recall him. Let them recall him at the voting booth the next time he's Congress is only in for two years or the House is only, you know, there for re-election every two years. Yeah, let the people have the final say, because what's going to happen now is the, the Democrat governor in New York is actually calling a special election. I think she appoints somebody first, maybe, and then she got a, and then she's going to call a special election. I never liked those things. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not a big fan of this. I'm glad some of the Republicans uh, voted no on this and stood up on the right side. My congressman that's, voted. That's so wackadoodle. <clears throat> We're... Coming into an election cycle now, we're yeah, right, right. We're four months from from a presidential primary in, here in Georgia. Uh, we are eleven months away from a general. Oh, isn't that crazy that we're eleven months and, away from a presidential election too? <laughs> yeah, and we're and we're thirteen months away from a, a new, new congress being sworn in. Yeah, a new congress being sworn in. Right. Santos has been there a year. Uh, Think about that. A year. He was an idiot too. I mean, it's not look. The guy shouldn't be in Congress. I have. Guy was a complete idiot, right? Everything he did was wacky, and uh, you know everything. You could tell everything he was doing was for his personal gains. Uh, and, and again, he wasn't running for re-election again. I, I just think you let this go, let the voters kick him out. I, I don't. And look, you've got. And I, I agree with Senator Fetterman. I know we've made fun of the the senator from Pennsylvania before. He actually said on the View yesterday that. 
this is set. So, like, if you're going to kick George Santos out, then the senator from New Jersey, uh, and what's his name, that's uh, up under the charges, he's actually being federally indicted right now. Why are we not kicking this guy out? So Fetterman went and said, hey, we need to kick a senator out of my own party because he's done far worse than George Santos has done. So good for him, actually. Being right one time. Yeah, I guess they got. I guess the views on early enough of the day, huh? <laughs> Robert Men- Robert Menendez is the guy from New Jersey. Uh, oh yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. he's charged with one kind of conspiracy to commit bribery. So this guy's going to jail uh, when his. I mean, he, he's this guy's going to jail, right? Him and his wife. And Federman's point was, why are we kicking Santos out and we're not kicking, uh, you know, Menendez out? So he brought up a good point. Yeah, it's the broken record, right? Or broken plot here. You're right. Twice a day, this was one of them. Uh, so good for him. Yeah, I mean, look, he had a moment of clarity. But, you know, yeah. for, for, for his sake, I hope he's getting better. We're not going to agree on politics. But on the human side, I hope he's getting better. Yep. You know, maybe throw a suit on every once in a while. Yeah, I don't think he's doing that. He had a hoodie on on the view yesterday, so I, I think he's still going with the the hoodie all the time. Yeah, I think the the hoodie helps hide that giant lump on his neck. Right, right. All right, Kenny, you got any closing thoughts? Uh, you know, I just hope everybody gets well here. Uh, shoot, you've been sick. Our family has had a cold for the last two or three weeks. Uh, yeah, we, we need some warm weather when we're going right into December, which is not, I guess, uh, it's not a good time of year. But I think it's just this time of year. Everybody's getting sick. So I hope you guys get better. Uh, my daughter's been sick. hope she gets better and uh, look forward to talking to you again next week. I appreciate that. Uh, so part of Connie's couple days that we took down at Buckhead, uh, we sit at the JW Marriott, which has a breezeway, <clears throat> well, an enclosed walkway to Lenox Mall. Our room wasn't ready yet, which kind of annoyed me. Is we were there like three thirty, check-ins at four, uh, and then you know we, we said, all right, <clears throat> we'll hang out for a little bit, go, go over there at four. Still not ready. I said, someone murdered in there last night. So wow, we said we decided to go. No, I just asked. That was just being a smart ass. I said, was someone murdered in there last night? So we go and walk around the mall for an hour. And you know, uh, after the riots and stuff, or some crime in Lenox Mall, they decided to put up metal detectors. Very unwisely. They have like weapons check stations where Jeez. if you're getting on an escalator, it'll, it'll go off. It had no, no no gun sign up there, but I tell you what, that sign's wrong. If you think I'm going to walk around any mall, let alone let alone inside the confines of Atlanta without being strapped, you're out of your mind. That's, <clears throat> but just the way they have it laid out, they don't have like a checkpoint every, every uh, at every entrance. This this happened randomly as as you walk through, and and what I was telling telling Connie is, I I'm not breaking any law. No, not at the all. worst. The worst they can do is ask yeah, me. Yeah, they can ask you late. That's it. Yep. And if I don't, I'm I'm, I'm trespassed. Yeah, now you trespassed. Yep. So it, it just I thought it was just interesting that, but you know, we, uh, even just for for that hour walking around, I, I you know I said okay, we need to take the elevator over here because elevators didn't have any of them. You take the elevator up and down doesn't have a, uh, doesn't have a weapon check station. <laughs> so for Eric Cumby who edits this audio off uh, horrible audio. In my horrible voice too. 
Ken Polo, my partner's endeavor. I'm Dave Roberts. We'll talk to you next week. Very